A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is an <laughs> Hello everyone, <laughs> Nick Noyes from the Mouth of Manliness and I've got a guest who's um, our first comedian ever, Rich Wilson. Hello mate, nice to be here. Am I coming across alright? Does it sound alright? Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. I've been, I've been really, I was, today, um, I was, I've been driving around for work all day and I was right. thinking, how pleased I am to have a comedian on. <laughs> I'm not a comedian anymore. Uh, no. after, now, now all this has gone. Now all, all the work's been taken away. I am a podcaster and influencer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> How did you become an influencer? I don't know, but I'm working at it. I'm working at it. <laughs> There's money in that, mate. There's money in influencing. Yeah. I don't know. It just ends up uh, me getting hammered. <laughs> so, I don't know how much of an influence that is, but we get, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. It's a pleasure to be on. It's a pleasure to yeah, be I'm on. Yeah, so I'm I tell you, I wanted to get you on for a long time, actually. Um, and uh, like, I'd kind of left it to Brad because he knew you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've messaged him. And I, now I'm thinking he might not have done. So when I did, he was like, yeah, straight up. He did, he did, he did message me and I did say, yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. And then I just got caught up in my own. Oh, okay, okay. Shit. So I, no disrespect to Brad. No, I no, did, no, not at all. I did say, yeah, but I, I just got caught up in my own bullshit. So. That's all right. That's yeah, all right. No, this is what's happening as well. I've noticed with mine because there's no excuses now. It's not yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm not about. You, know, you are about, you yeah. are totally about. There's, you, the only thing you're doing is being about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening and you don't know, we're still in lockdown with coronavirus, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm on the old uh, Zoom. Um, yeah, and exactly, so many people like they're in. Like I, was, I did one to uh, a guy in a band in America yesterday, and like oh, yeah. he's locked down as well. We're all there, all there, mate, right across the board, all the way. It works out brilliant, right the way across. I think that's what 
we were talking about this earlier, um, and that's what, as horrible as it all is, is that the, you get you get a little bit of solace from knowing that it's all of us. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We've, we've all we've all lost money and we've all lost this and that, and you know, I mean, some people have lost more. You know, they've lost loved ones, and that's that's awful. But you you kind of it's affecting everybody, so you don't feel, you know, it's kind of like ruling this. Okay, fine. I, I think we'll come out of it and I think maybe people might start being a little bit nicer to one another just because we've all been through a shared experience. Yeah, it'd be nice if that happened. Although when you're out, when you have to, when you go out to do your essentials, and people, yeah. some people say hello and they're all like, all right, you're like, all right. But then a lot of people just give you daggers, like look at you like you're this d- disease bag. <laughs> yeah. you're going to kill their family if, even if you cross the road in the wrong place and like, like what you're doing out it's just you know they're just judging you and you're like come on man all you need is a lanyard I have to wear a lanyard for work it don't matter what's on it if you've got a lanyard then everyone smiles at you yeah that's it take that festival approach <laughs> yeah yeah it totally yeah. works for me like I go into the garage and they're like oh thank you for your work and I'm like you don't know what I'm doing <laughs> I don't I just, know what I'm doing. I just fixed. I just fixed the printer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just work for the council. <laughs> You're a frontline worker, though. That's that's what it is. Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I. Yeah, I kind of am. Yeah, if you're if you're allowed out and you've still got a job, you're 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 essential. Yeah, I am. I am considered an essential worker, oh, um, oh. and I wish people would pat me on the back more. No, I'm not allowed. everywhere. <laughs> There's no one saying well done to me. <laughs> not allowed to pat you on the back, but we'll we'll do it from <laughs> two meters away. So At least, um, the thing is, that's it. You're, you know, where, what you're doing is essential. Whereas what I was doing was basically talking about my penis for twenty minutes in front of people. It's not seen as essential so much. <laughs> well, you could say that, but there is like if you think at the moment. Everyone's indoors. Everyone needs entertaining. And oh, people definitely. They like hearing about people's cocks. <laughs> I did. I did some live gigs last night, and that just that just escalated into a, into a chat about masturbation and and yeah, wiping the wiping the history on your laptop now because you got to do your laptop in front of people in the flat rather than <laughs> <laughs> in the way in your dirty in your dirty bedroom. Yeah, well, you pretty much got my measure. So. <laughs> we've, um, like, uh, we've got a shared friend is Stuart Whiffin, who's just as bad as well, really. Love Stuart Whiffin. Yeah, Every podcast he gets a mention. Love that boy. Yeah, I've been friends with him since I was 11. Have you? Yeah, I was 11 and I think he was 25. No, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just always infer that he's really old. Well, yeah, he's really like a few years older than me. Like, <laughs> years older than me. He's just like, he looks a lot older. It's uh, yeah. an old energy. He has an old energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, my main reason, right, I, like, I kind of wanted to get you on because, like, Stuart said, what a good guy you were and everything. Oh, and bless you. On really well. So, I was thinking, well, if you get on with him, we'll probably get on. Yeah. And then, uh, but then, obviously, like, your podcast, Insane mm. Man Brain, Men Brain. Yeah, Men Brain, yeah, yeah. I was trying to yeah. decide, I, like, I was kind of humming that over to myself with a song and going, man or men? What? Yeah, I couldn't decide which one was, which one fit, but they both fit. <laughs> well, it's because com- it's of um, Cypress Hill on it, Insane in the, yeah, yeah. in the Membrane. 
And it was when I first heard that song, I remember thinking it was men and not mem. Yeah. And then when they were, we were coming up for names for this, I was sat on my bed and it just popped. Um, that song was in my head and it popped in and I went, ah, oh, perfect. I'll just do that. So, yeah. It is perfect. It works. It works, man. Yeah. yeah it start, totally works. We started a new one, end of this month for, for the ladies. And it's called Insane in the Fembrane. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting that end of this month. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that totally works. Yeah, I keep thinking... Um, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm getting heckled. Hold on. What did you say? So there you go. Your catchphrase. Is that what I say? There you go. I'm getting heckled, Nick. That's my catchphrase. So there you go. I tend to go, right. Like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting heckled by these pricks. Fuck off. Yeah, it's all about men talking. I'm getting shut down by these people. You're shut down by the fan. So there you go. There you go. See, I think you've been going, it must be just over a year, because I think yours Mm. started just before ours. And I I remember seeing you had a video when you got 10,000 downloads or listeners. I'm like, right, I want to get 10,000. And uh, we got 10,000 like after about 10 months or something, like a lot, lot yeah. longer. Like, that, you set my benchmark there. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah 10,000, that feels good. It's a nice number, isn't it? It's a nice yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, because when you start these things, you hope, you hope that people are interested and you hope that people will get into it. And, you know, and then... You know, you, I I do it because I love doing it, and it you know. But then you got other people that are behind it, and they're going right. These numbers and those numbers, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. I just want to talk to the people. They're like, ah, you got to know about the numbers because if this is that needs to be green, and that needs to be that's red, and that's got. To be, and you're like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. So it's good to have other people sorting that out. Yeah, I've switched off to numbers now. I used to yeah. look at them all the time, like look on the Acast app, going oh. You know, oh, I want more, and I don't even look at it anymore. Nah. I don't really care. Like long people, as people get, listening. Yeah, people listen. People like, do you get people getting like, like messaging you and saying like nice things all the like, time? It's lovely. Like that's the best thing in the world. Like yeah. nothing could be better than that. That's the only reason you do it is to get yeah. that. When you, I get it. I get it all the time. I get a couple of weeks. Someone just goes, "Look, I found. I don't know who you are, but I found your podcast." And I just want to say nice one because it's, it's helped me through this or that. And that's why we do it. You know, that's yeah. why you do yours is because it's to trying to get people out of themselves, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I'm assuming that you must have had some struggles to take you to a point of doing it. Yes. But self-inflicted a lot of okay. them. Okay. Only because I didn't, I didn't dealt with stuff. When I was from when I was a kid, nothing bad. I was never abused or anything like that. But yeah. there was certain, there'd been certain behaviours around me that had obviously influenced me growing up that I didn't realise. And it wasn't until I had counselling. I met, I'd, I'd been married and I had another relationship, had relationships, and and they'd all gone to shit. And then I met Jade, my my lovely my lovely uh, lady now, and she said. Before we go any further with this relationship, you are sorting your shit out. 
because you are fucked. That's right. Sometimes though, yeah, you don't even realise you're fucked. That's the thing. You go, no, I'm fine. I know I'm sad that another relationship has has fallen apart, but that's not my fault. That, that, they weren't doing enough, and they weren't doing this, and they weren't doing that. And then you go and talk to someone, and then they go, no, mate, this is you. You're fucking this up. Yeah. Why are you fucking this up? And then, then you start to unbox it all, and you start to dig a bit deeper, and you start to find out about yourself because you don't you don't know yourself until you go and ask someone for help. You don't know who you are. It's you know? so true. Yeah. It's so so true. Like you're behaving in a certain way, and it's because of something that's either happened or a way you've responded to something in your life. And but you just keep doing it. It keeps yeah. you keep doing it, and it's wrong. Like I've been massively self-destructive through most of my life, never really understanding why until like I totally committed to therapy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, ah, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one word, dad. Ah, dad. <laughs> like, I don't even think he did anything particularly wrong. It's just, um, you know, suddenly it was like, all right, I get it. And then mm. it's taken me ages to get to a point where I'm not angry about it anymore. Yeah, that's where you have to, because I've said this before, where your, your parents, when you were a kid, you think your parents know it all. And you go, oh, they're grown-ups. Grown-ups know everything. Yeah. And it's not until you get older and you go, they know fuck all. They were winging it. Right? They were making up. They, were, they had a lot of their shit from their shitty parents that they had to filter out. And, you know, there was, you know, you do. You think, you think grown-ups know best, so you copy them. Yeah. And then after I go, oh, no, shit. No, I'm doing this all wrong because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. When I became a parent, I was like, oh, no, that's not how you do it. This is how you yeah. got me this way. And, you know, my mum and dad are brilliant. I love my mum and dad. But they had their own shit to filter out in order to bring us up. And they weren't perfect, but they, you know, they did the best. And it's when you get older, you kind of go, yeah, I can't be angry at them for anything. You know, they they did their best with what they had, you know. I know. I know. And I, I think that's a really good lesson for people to learn, really, though. Because, I mean, it's hard. If your parents have done something like, you know, extreme and atrocious, I totally get that you may not be able to get to a point of forgiveness. Yeah. But I, I, I always see forgiveness as it's more for me than the other person. Yes. If I yeah, forgive yeah, yeah. someone, that's me saying, I'm not going to be hurt by you anymore. You're getting rid of that inner turmoil that you're yeah. lugging about that doesn't affect anybody else but you. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So there's no point lugging it about. You've got to, be, make try and make a peace with it and go I'm not going to let that dominate and 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 be that's not who I am I'm not going to let that be me I'm going to be I'm going to forgive that person and I'm going to move on which is harder than, than it sounds oh yeah yeah. you've managed to do it well done well yeah. done yeah so when did you start having therapy then I started I've had it over the years I've had it I've had it on and off I had it year in the nineties, way back in the nineties. I had it because I was really angry, so I had anger anger management. Um, and it, I didn't realise what it was. The people around me were the ones making me fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. They're the ones telling me to go and have therapy. I'm like, no, you're the fucking dickheads. That yeah. So it was that. But it wasn't until so I met Jade, and then I'd been having, and then yeah, I met Jade, and then it was like, right, don't sort yourself out. So. It's only been a couple of years ago, but it worked. It really worked. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, quite yeah. interesting actually. A few people I've spoken to recently, they're like it has been the last couple of years that they've mm. started to really sort themselves out. Maybe it's something and like probably all similar age group. Maybe there's that little bit when you do get a bit older and you start to kind of you stand back from yourself a little bit. Yeah, but you're mature enough to take responsibility yeah. for stuff. You kind of go, because you spend years going, it's everybody else's fault. Why haven't I got this? Why haven't I got that? Why is that person not better, giving me what I need? And then, uh, and then you, get, you get older and you go, hang on a minute, I'm the common denominator in all this shit. Why is, so you have to sort of, I'm not saying that you're completely to blame, yeah. but you have to, if you start from zero, which is you, and you go, right, why is all this fucked? <laughs> and, you, and then you start looking, you go, right, what am I doing that's creating this? And then you start to un- unravel it and you start to work it out. But I think that that comes with maturity. Like you say, yeah. you get to a certain age and you go, no, that's right, I can... Yeah, you start to stop blaming and start thinking about it. Well, we do. Not everyone does. Some people just carry on being arseholes and they're like, they still say it's everyone else. They're called cunts. They're called they're called cunts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say cunts. Say it. Say it loud and proud. They're the ones. We, Rich, when we did the first episode, I must have said cunt like thirty <laughs> times. This right. is why you need someone to do the editing. I've got producer Paul. Oh, I don't edit at all. We all go straight <laughs> out. I don't edit anything. It's got like I believe everything is complete honesty. And if yeah. I fuck up, then I fuck up. Yeah. But you have to take me as I am. But yeah, then my mum listened to it. My mum's like, I'm so proud of you. My mum used to work in mental health. And she's like, I'm so yeah, proud right. of you. And, and, then, uh, and then she heard it and said, I think you said, like, the C words, like, a bit too much. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not censoring myself. I don't uh, care. <laughs> I've had to, yeah. Censored. I had to turn it, turn it down a little bit. There was, we had Mark Steele on. And it was such a good chat, and we were laughing, and, talk, and we were talking about teachers, our old teachers from school. So it was, I, we were just getting into it, and then someone messaged when the when the episode came out, and they went, oh, "I really enjoyed that, but it was a bit of a cunt fest." <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, so I I get producer Paul to edit it, edit it out. Yeah, there's, there's two, the odd one here and there is all right, but not two, yeah. you don't want it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have kind of been a bit more conscious of it now. So, was there... So, when you decided to do it, so what was it then? Was it, What was the catalyst that made you go, right, no, people need to talk about this, like men need to talk? Yeah, I think... Well, I didn't really know... Uh, when I started this, the podcast, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what it... I just wanted to do a podcast. And... But I didn't want it to be just me talking to a, interviewing comedians about comedy. Yeah. I just it was it, it sort of all just it all just sort of happened on its own. I was I'd had counselling and then I was in a green room with some comedians and and they were like, "How are you, Rich?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've just been having bad counselling." And they go, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I just uh, I've been sorting my shit out." And suddenly they started opening up and telling me all this amazing stuff about themselves and going, "Yeah." I've, I've been struggling. My dad was a bit of a dick and this was this and that was that. And, and suddenly I was like, oh, this, is, this might be it. This is, this is it. It's about men talking to each other. Yeah. And it kind of just became that. It all, it, it all, it's, it's clearly something I've been subconsciously working towards. I didn't even know I was doing it, you know? I, like, I had this bit where uh, I was 
like I kind of came up with an idea called like the mouth of madness. Yeah. Like, and then it was like, and then I had this realization from like having fucking loads of therapy over the last two years, um, was that so much of my issues was that just that kind of not feeling manly enough. Yeah. Um, and not talking about it. Like, I was hiding everything. I had loads of psychotherapy, and, like, basically, they break you down, take away mm. all your defences, and then build you up again. Um, and all my defences were, like, they don't talk about it, you know, act differently around men, that kind of thing. And then it, just this realisation that everything was about me and my fear of, being who I am, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then 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 it like that germinated in me, and I was like, yes, no, it's got to be about manliness, and then <laughs> I just threw it in there. Yeah, that's great. And uh, and I just think you know, like you were saying, it's important like, that people like us, just normal people, are talking about it, um, and then other people hopefully will learn that they can as well. It, it only needs to be like one person to another person to another person. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? This, this, um, we're brought up to be told that because we're men, we have to behave in a certain way. Not, not everyone's had this, but majority of men. We've, I had this conversation literally just now. We were talking about on, on something else, and we were saying about a lot of men still can't buy tampons, like for their partners. They still, I was in, I was in Sainsbury's the other day at Thundersley, so not far. And I'm stood there, and this bloke was in front of the tampons, and he was, he was there for ages, and I'm like, oh, we're all keeping away from each other. So I was, I was keeping back. So I went round the aisles and I came back and he was still there. And in the end, I'm like, mate, are you, you all right? Do you need something for me? And he's like, oh yeah. And you could see him start to go bright red. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like, are you, listen, no one thinks these are for you. You'd be all right to buy these. And we were, I was trying to make light of it. And he was bright red. And I'm like, mate, it's just grab a box. It don't matter. Just grab them. And it, so that's what we're fighting against is this this society tells us we're men so we need to be this way yeah and a lot of us aren't we're not we're not we're not men we don't you know we don't want to drive vans and fight and watch football all day you know we're there's different levels and i think that's, that's what we're thing. banging up against i think what happens is like you get into this uh like i was always thinking oh everyone's gonna think i'm like a um like weak, but also a bit of like a fairy. Yeah, but again, we go. Oh, you, if you wear that, it's gay. If you do that, yeah. it's gay. It's fear that being gay is this like yeah, yeah. horrible thing. It's like, mate, I've had me knob up by a dude. It was great. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I've been, I've been alright. Yeah, <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. What are you worried about? What do you think's going to happen to you? But it's that this, the generations telling you that being gay is bad, and and if you yeah. do certain things, if you wear pink, that's gay. You're gay. You like dicks. You're the, and it's like fucking hell, man. So much, that's I, actually it's funny. I've never really talked about that, but like I've never hit on something there. When I think about like growing up. I was always called a big girl's blouse. My sisters always used to call me gay. I've got two older sisters. Uh, and, and like, yeah, I was always kind of made not to feel like I was, and I was scared of girls. So I always always thought everyone just thinks I'm gay. They think yeah. I'm gay. And, um, and it is, it's like, 
I was moved on a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, now yeah, I yeah. think people aren't so, I don't really care. But like I work with teenagers and they're all still using gay as a really derogatory <laughs> term. Yeah. And I'm like, so what? Yeah. What's wrong with being gay? Exactly. And so that's what that's what that's how we were brought up. Is if, if, if anything there's certain things that label you as a man and if you don't if you don't adhere to those labels you're gay or you're, you're feminine and you're weak. You're, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's not even about being gay. It's, it's seen as being weak, which is ridiculous. Comedian Steve Hughes, right, has got this great bit about gay men. He said, yeah, he goes, you know, they, people say, oh, it's weak. He said, they fuck men. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's you with your little girly vagina. Oh, my little vagina. They fuck men. I fuck that massive geezer over there. Nothing more manly than a bloke fucking a bloke. Yeah, that's I've never thought of that. Yeah, exactly. Steve, Steve Hughes, if anyone's listening. Steve that Hughes. is brilliant. Yeah. So have you found... Um, it, like, I, I tell you what's going through my head. Is that, um, I remember, you know, like, being a depressive bastard as I am, although not so much nowadays, um, I've spent a lot of time looking at... You know, if I get that, I've got a um, like a gay doll, but a depressed doll, and you know, like you just end up things <laughs> well, people have got it. And um, but you know, like also looking at kind of more famous people who've got it, and I always, I think someone once told me that John Cleese was like very, very depressed, mm. and it all, and no, I found that shocking because like Forty Towers, and then um. And then when Robin Williams died, I fucking fell apart. Like yeah, I, did, yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, I wasn't a huge fan, but I did grow up watching Malcolm Mindy, um, and I did love his films. But if someone like that was that ill, mm. I was like, I yeah. am fucked. How am <laughs> I gonna, I'm fucked, mate. I'm not gonna be able to get by. It's that, it's that pre, that misconception that, um, depression is just sadness, and it is. Yeah, yeah. Depre- depression is, it's it's a chemical imbalance, and it's it's not feeling worthy. It's not feeling important. We all need to. This is why a lot of us. I feel this is why a lot of our mental health problems is, are now becoming you know, more and more. Is because we we don't feel important. You know, we used to feel like we were the center of the universe. We were. Earth, the planet Earth was the centre and everything sort of came out from it. And there was a reason why we were here. It was God's plan or it was this or it was that. And now as we get older and we start to investigate more, we're like, well, actually, it looks like we're just, we're just animals. and We just happen to be here. And there isn't really any point to us, which if you look at that and you take it in a negative way, you're like, well, what's the point then? So you yeah, have to yeah. try and try and tell yourself, like, actually, it's a miracle that I'm here. It's wonderful that I exist, and I know that I exist. So, which is, but that's not enough. We we as human beings need to feel important, kings, yeah, and that's that's the problem. That's quite funny. That's one of the kind of shifts that I've had. Is that actually like it's pretty like I the the thought of being unimportant actually makes everything a bit easier because it's yeah, like right. well i don't fucking matter so you know like, i'm important to the like the, my kids and that but that's, like, the, that's it that's the thing in that's, the world that, yeah no 
In Let the, me go the... do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> but if we start all thinking like that, we'll all be eating bats in a market, and then yeah, see, know, it's... <laughs> I think you hear Ponsai. Like my mum always says that um, it's harder now because um, we don't have defined roles. Yeah. Um, and like, I think it's good that we break away from that because that goes to the manliness thing. But there was a time when a man just did that. Yeah. It was easy to just do that. And yeah. then, you know, you'd met your role and you were the king. Yeah. And now it's like, I know men just do a bit of all of this stuff. And like, if you, <laughs> like, you know, if you do some cleaning, it's not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's all of those things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's all kind of yeah. twisted around. But do you find, um, so yeah, what I was saying was that I, I always had this kind of, I, I always thought that um, a lot of comedians suffer, have some, have those issues. Yes. It's a, yeah, there's a, that tears of a clown thing. Yeah, yeah. And see, this is, this is like since the lockdown's happened and we've all lost our gigs and it's, so it's all, all that's gone. I keep seeing a lot of people going, oh, I just need a, I need a stage. I need people. I need an audience. I need that attention. And I'm like, I don't, I, I love gigging. I love making people laugh, but I'm not craving attention. I'm not, I, I just don't. It's just not who I am. Um, and I think there's an element, there is, a, there's, I mean, it's fucking weird that I want to stand, I want to stand in front of people and make them laugh. Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> uh, I'm not that though. I'm a yeah. show off. Well that's but the, but I think um yeah, I don't really know to be honest. There's, I think I don't think it's just comedians. I think it's everybody. Most people uh, have a are borderline not maybe depressive but there's a sadness. There's a you know, I think, but then Ruby Wax talked about that in her first book. She said, the reason that we, we lean more towards negativity is because that is our alarm system. That's what keeps us alive. If, yeah, you, walk yeah. around, if you walk around going, oh, everything's great, you're going to get killed. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. The caveman mentality. The, exactly. The exactly. So that's why, that's why we lean more towards negativity. That's why nothing's ever good enough. Yeah. It's just, it's just, we're always, because if we're happy, we're not aware, you know, we're, we're all, we're bamboozled by it. So I think human beings are just, we are, there's a sadness there all the time. And it's, you have to, I, I personally have to physically say out loud, sort your fucking shit out. Why are you being miserable? Look at, look at what you've got. Look around you. You've got two brilliant kids. You've got a beautiful girlfriend. You've got a good life. Why are you still staring at the ceiling at 3 p.m.? You know? Hey, I have to do that as well. Yeah, and it's hard. It's, it's hard. You, it's, of course it's hard to do that. And and now we've got, we've, we're bombarded with images of people in yachts and, and hot tubs and, oh, we're living my best life. And you're like, fucking hell, I've got a pot noodle and I've got to eat that with a ruler. <laughs> it's all bullshit though, isn't it? Yeah, like, that is it. those people, like they haven't got a stage. So they've like their stage is social media. <laughs> and they're like, look, look, look what I've got, feel good. And then I, I, I went to Amsterdam with my wife um, just before the lockdown. And um, it was the first time we'd been away because I've got fairly young kids. And uh, yeah. um, we, we took a boat trip and they, we had to wait around for ages. And there was a mother and her daughter 
and they took selfie after selfie after selfie, yeah. moving around the boat, just completely unaware of what, you know, that there are other people there. Yeah. And just to get the right one. And I'm like, that's people now. That's yeah. what people do. Yeah. But I've never seen it to that extent. And I'm like, but they're having the same experience I'm having. Yeah. And they've got to tell everyone that it's amazing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Everybody, right. everyone's performing now. Like I had um, the actor Michael Smiley on, brilliant, brilliant dude. I've known him a few years, and he was saying, he goes, "No one's, no one, everyone's transmitting now. No one's receiving. Everyone's, it's all. You know, we're all, we go, we go in places, and we're like, oh, I can't wait to stick this on the instas, and we're all guilty of that. We all do it, um, and that's just where we're at now as a society. We're just like, you know, it's all got to be." So heavily curated. Yeah. You know? Like that comes up a lot in this podcast. We tend to, often stuff comes back to social media. Yeah, same in mine. Yeah. And I just think in life, uh, like we can choose to engage with things or not. And yes. I kind of choose to not engage with that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, social media could be pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm talking to you because of social media, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, like, and people know about our shows because of social media. So, like, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, and you can choose not to engage with the other shit. Yeah. Like, people, I mean, like, I, the amount of times I say that to people, yeah, you don't have to fucking engage with that shit. No, you don't have to look at any of it. You don't no. have to, you don't have to, you can, wait, like, Jade's really good at muting she mutes like certain words like you can mute trump and you can mute all it like brexit you can mute all this stuff so you don't have to see it yeah. joe rogan joe rogan was talking about it on his podcast he goes look he goes i'll tweet something and then i'll just tweet and drop i drop my phone i don't even look at the notifications i don't even look to see who's messaging me i put my thing out and then i walk away and that's that's the bet for your own mental health your own mental health wellness that do that you don't have to. You don't have to know. You don't even have to look at the news every day. You I, don't I, have, who gives you like? Not even. Not who gives a shit. That's not what I meant. But you can't change anything. You can't like. There's there's shit going on in Syria. There's all this other stuff in Yemen. And you're like, you can't. Yeah, be aware of it, but you can't change it. So yeah. Don't, you don't stress I, about it. You know. I totally agree. Like one of the best lessons I ever learned was you can control. Um, what you do and what you think. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing Absolutely else. nothing else. You've got no control over it, so don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. And then you can control how you think about it. Like, you can tell yourself, no, I'm not going to think about it that way. Actually, this is great. And then learning that you can control your brain. Right? <laughs> like, what? I can control <laughs> yeah. my fucking your brain. Own brain. Your own brain. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I was told that like two years ago and I was like, what? But you have to physically do it. You have to physically do it. You have to yeah. say, I do it out loud all the time. I'm like, well, you, I'd say, but fuck off brain. The fuck? <laughs> Why have I got that shit in my head? And you get some weird, mad thoughts all the time. But when it's on and on, you're like, do you know what? I'm so, just pack it in now, brain. I don't need to know about the people that I've wronged when I was 14 <laughs> at 3 a.m. Can we not do this now? <laughs> I go, uh, it's all right, mate. 
Don't worry about it, mate. Uh, that's, I, I, <laughs> but, I think it's a mindfulness thing. But, um, yeah. you know, like you were saying about, like, your brain's actually trying to help you out. It's just, it's too good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just go, that's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, chill it. Like, come on, let's go and watch some telly. Become friends, with your, become friends with your own brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, that's, like, you know what I'm saying? In psychotherapy, they break you down so you're not like angry with yourself. You just yeah. go, just all right, brain. But, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a good job. Yeah, I might get hit by that, but I have, I'm not going to, am I? So, <laughs> let's have a rest. Let's go and get some coffee. That's how, that's how I deal with my brain. I'm like, oh, that's all right, mate. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start yeah. doing it. But that's, that, that's, that's the thing. It's, all the shit I did when it was all relationship based, all the shitty things I did was all I was basically I was taking out any shit I had, I was taking it out on whoever I was in a relationship with. Yeah, and I can't that's where I was at, I can't change it. That's where my head was at. I'd done some horrible shitty things, I wish I hadn't, but I can't, I can't change it now. I've done it. All I could do is like, I don't want to be that person anymore. So I'm not that person anymore. I recognise the triggers. I know what I know what leads me down that path. So I avoid that. I avoid those triggers if I can. You know, as much as I can, they pop up now and again, and you go, no, no, no. See what's happening again. I'm doing no, fuck that. And then you, and then you, you know, you work your way around it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want. I don't want to be that person again. But worrying about it and and worrying about the people that you've upset. Yeah, is, is you can't you, know, you you can't change. They'll either forgive you or tell you to fuck off. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's where that's at. That's not up to you. That's up to them. All you can do is going forward, be that try and be the person that you you know you can be inside. Which I know sounds cliche, but but I think I think by being that person, you're you're writing the wrong to some extent as well because you're yeah. not doing it again. And you're also like, if you've got kids in that, you're modelling the way to do it, so then it don't carry on. Exactly. And and I, I have um, it's a good day to catch me actually, because I have a psychotherapy uh, in over the uh, video psychotherapy on Monday mornings, and uh, I was very much kind of talking about that kind of thing. And then she said, uh, my therapist said, um, do you think that? using your experiences by doing the podcast like how do you view that and I was like oh and it's almost like I've turned in the negative into a positive yeah yeah it's like it's not shit it's like then I'm not angry about all that it's like well I'm using it to do something good now so yeah exactly and I just thought I wondered if you thought about it that way because it's like yeah if you feel bad about things actually now you're probably doing much more good than you're probably beating it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, you're right because you're because I re- I recognise it in other people. So I recognise it when I know when someone's cheating, and I know when someone's you know all that. I can yeah. see the signs, and I and I can hear I hear the comp- I hear the words being said, and I'm like, oh mate, that's what I used to be like. And then they'll start talking to me, and then start. They're trying to, uh, I don't know, like trying to make themselves feel better. Like they're bargaining with themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're like kidding themselves. And and I I now I'm in a position where I can go, mate, look, 
I can see what you're fucking doing. You're, you're doing this, this and this. And they're like, how do you know? Because I did that. I, I told the lies. I, I invented half the shit you're saying now. It's, so yeah, you're in the, now you can, you can kind of use your shitty, horrible yeah. powers for good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's turned around. It's not yeah, a bad yeah, yeah, thing. Definitely. Yeah. And, like, and then if it's made loads of good, if it made people feel better and you might stop people being hurt as a result, mm. it's almost like you're making up for the things that have happened. Yeah. But it's also, you're also, um, it's, it's not even, it's not even trying to, it's help. It's helping people realize that. Yeah. Some people, they will like they'll be in a relationship and they'll cheat on their partners, but they're not. A lot of the time, it isn't because it's not. It's not notches on the bedpost. Yeah. There are men out there like that. They just weren't. They weren't loads of women all the time, and they're all they're sex addicts and they're addicted yeah. to this. But there's a lot of people that they're just like men and women that are just they're in a relationship, but they don't know how to get out of it. They're not happy. They don't know how to deal with it. Then they find some solace in another human being. And then they're like, oh, shit, now I can't, this, you know, and now I'm stuck between two and I like this person. I don't want to upset this person. And then it, and it's, but it's, yeah. it's trying to make people understand that you're not evil. You're not, yeah. you're not, you're not being, you're not being nice. You're not being, it's selfish to do what you're doing. But at the end of the day, you're not, you're not evil. You just need to sort some shit out. Yeah, you just know? need to and be honest about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, accept what's going on and, face up to a few facts but yeah it's yeah. Okay. like I work with criminals and I've I've yet to meet anyone who I think's like like born bad you no know one is yeah exactly yeah it don't, it don't exist it's like if you're a, a response to your life and your situations and that yeah. takes you to where you are and some people have fucking awful lives and awful situations that yeah. like bend them up and I'm like you know, yeah, you've done a cuntish thing, but you're not a cunt. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you do meet cunts now and again. Um, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, don't even, yeah, yeah. But they don't even. They don't even know they're cunts. That's yeah, the they're psychopaths. They don't even realise yeah. it. And they're no. psychopaths, probably. Yeah, yeah, sociopaths, psychopaths. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah so it's you know, but it's we, the majority of people. I've just had, you know, they've had, they've had shit happen to them, you know, like people that are racist, you're not born racist. No, no. You're not, you're not born homophobic. You're not born sexist. You just, it's just, these things are put into you as you grow up and yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's nurture rather than nature, isn't it? They say. Yeah, that's yeah. what they say. Uh, and a, a psychopath is born a psychopath and a sociopath becomes a sociopath. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. To, uh, I read John Ronson's book. Uh, oh yeah, it's really, That's really great. good. I liked it halfway through when the doctor says, when he goes, and by the way, if any of your readers are reading this and they're thinking, "Oh shit, am I a psychopath?" No, you're not, because <laughs> psychopaths don't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it really made me laugh. It, they'd be like, "But well, yeah, they wouldn't think they are." They're like, "I'm just fucking brilliant." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, have you then? So, a lot of the people. I mean, you've interviewed loads of people. I was having yeah. a look, and you've done loads. I was trying to work out if you did like series. Like, I know you do series, series, but um, <laughs> like they're all different lengths. <laughs> I didn't know. I was we do, yeah. Well, we do. It, yeah, we try and get it. We were going to do series, 
and then we started to pick up some momentum and I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose it. So I, I just, we were just like myself and producer Paul just went, nah, we'll just keep going, keep, keep knocking it out. Um, even in the lockdown, we're like, no, we must keep, we must keep them episodes coming because people, people start to rely on it. People like that. They go, right, six o'clock. Oh, that's coming out. Oh, right. Oh, brilliant. They like that. It it makes them feel comforted in a way, yeah. And then the, and then the length of it, we try to stick to about an hour. But sometimes, you know, there's there's good stuff in there, and it it runs on a little bit longer. And and if people are into it, they'll listen. You know, I mean, Joe Rogan's are sometimes three hours long. Yeah. You know? And it's after time you're like, oh, I can't, I can't, I'll come back to this. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's a. It's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't he? He's quite. Uh, I find him quite fascinating, really, because he's like, he's like, really like blokey, but yeah, he's really yeah. Not, he's but yeah, you know, like a fucking art nut and everything. He's that proper manly man. Yeah, he hunts yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to do like like mixed martial arts and that kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, but actually, he's like. He's also really sensitive as well, which actually is really lovely. I've, I've listened to like the ones with Russell Brand. I really like Russell Brand. I've learned quite a few things from him over the years. Um, I can't seem to get him on the show though. I've been trying. <laughs> uh, he's a complicated fish, he's old Russell Brand. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I identify a lot of myself really. I, I'm pretty sure... Uh, like he comes from just around the corner, so um, mm. I think I might have gone to play school at the same place as him. My mum informs me I did. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I wish I'd stayed in touch. He might come on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so what? Keep, some asking, of the... keep asking. Keep asking. Yeah, yeah, I will do. I will do. So, um, what are some of the things you've learnt along the way, then, Rich? Like, for, uh, has anyone, if anyone you've interviewed, kind of? Said saying it's just gone dong. I think ah. it happens, yeah. I think every episode, every episode I learned something. Um, it, has there been anything that's made me go? Not uh, the Michael Smiley thing when he said everyone's transmitting and no one's receiving. That really, I went, oh, fuck, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, it's um, a good one. It's, I think. I think my mum. Hello, mum. Um, I think I have learned that we are fundamentally all the same. Yeah. Really. We've got our own shit on top of it, but fundamentally, doesn't matter where you're from. So if you go, if you travel anywhere, you go to another country. <laughs> mum, I'll call you back. I'm a cold <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. You gotta keep all this in. Don't edit it. Oh out. Will, yeah, oh yeah, of course you will. My <laughs> mum's my biggest fan. She'll be pleased that she was on it. There you go. Um, I think we're all fundamentally the same. Even when you go to another country, and all the cultures are different, you know, there's different food and there's different this and that and the other. But when you really look at it, you look at where people live and how they live, it's all very similar. We're all we're all fundamentally the same, you know. We've just got uh, just, we've all got different bits on top but I think that's what I've learned well, even 
There's a Richard Ashcroft album. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm a huge Verve fan, but not so much mm, as yeah. And uh, he's got one of them's called the Human, um, yeah, Human Condition. Human Condition, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because we're all in the same boat. You know, like we were talking about like uh, the virus earlier. We're all in the same boat, but we are all in the same boat still. We were anyway. <laughs> yeah, you we know? all end, we all we all start off the same, and we all end up the same. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how many, you know, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, but he's still going to die. He's still going to be, I don't know, cremated or whatever. They probably turn it, he'll probably get fired into space. I don't know. But, you know, but at the end of the day, we all start the same and we all finish the same. And, you know, and that's that's it. That's what humans are. Yeah, and we should just try and be nice to each other along the way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and I think so. I think that's what I've learned. That's what because I've had you know, I had Heston Blumenthal on the other day, yes. I've had Rob, Rob Beckett, Romish Ranganathan, you know, Scrubius has been on, and it, it all these people are successful in their own field, but they're all we're all the same. We're still, we still, we still have insecurities, and we still, we still, we're still depressed a bit, and we're still uptight, and you know, so. Have you, have you have you ever been really starstruck by someone? Uh, I used to be. I used to be. If I went, I remember seeing. Um, I was in Camden years. This is years ago, and I remember I was eating in a in a cafe, and Liam Gallagher walked by the window, um, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck, oh, wow, fucking Liam." Um, but I don't. I don't. And I'm not being. I'm not being big-headed when I say this. It's. I think since I've been uh, in with Jade, I because she's her star is in the ascendant, so I get to go to these. I go I get to go to parties and I go to these filming things and all that. And there's famous people like she was doing. A, she was filming a thing with Don Johnson from Miami Vice, and oh really? Yeah. You know, so all these people are around, and you kind of you get used to seeing them, and that's not be being big headed and showing off. You know, I mean, I've been out for dinner. We've been out to dinner with Heston a couple of times, and uh, he's a mate. You have a laugh with him. You know, it, you get over it quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't really get starstruck as such. I would probably be, if it was someone I really admired, I'd probably be a bit like, oh, fuck. But m- most of the time, I'm alright. I'll always say hello. I said hello to Jonathan Ross. I've never met him. I don't even know who he is. Like, he's not a mate. We we're walking down this road in Brighton. And he was sat on a step outside this house. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking. I just went, all right, mate. And he went, all right. <laughs> I just, Jay went, who do you sound hello to? I went, it's Jonathan Ross. She went, he doesn't really know him. Yeah, for some reason, right? I know, I know him. I know him. You know him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just said hello. <laughs> I had, uh, I once got to, through a friend's, uh, I got to play guitar with Nick McCabe from The Verve. And I was, it, it kept, like I was absolutely blown away because it was like I'm doing the one thing I would have always wanted to do. Um, but then I found I was just like me. <laughs> just, you know, like you get over it really. I got over it really, really quickly. But um, me and uh, with him, were, we went to see Ashcroft once, and uh, we were like at a Camden Electric Ballroom, and Liam Gallagher came in, and it, like the room changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 
it really did. And like we were then standing right near him, and there's just people everywhere. Mm. And it's like he just walked in with an energy, and yeah. then he left again, and then it went back. It was really, really odd, but yeah. know, it was like palpable that this was like, you know, fucking hell, everyone's like, yeah. everyone's that. scared as well. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Some people just give off that energy. Yeah, they oh, do. Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute, two seconds. What's the matter? Hang on, two seconds, I'll be back. Hold on. Okay. I feel like I'm going to have to pad this out because we don't have a break. So I'm going to pad it out with some guitar playing. I'm still a bit of padding. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like, I thought uh, I can't edit it because I haven't learned how to do it. I don't know how to edit. I know how to put it on the computer, and that's about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm back. It's funny, isn't it, that people do bring an energy into a room, like they can really, like, bring it up, or they can really bring it down. Some people are really powerful like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I, I've had periods where I've been a misery, but I've always tried to fight it. So like, I'm always kind of like loud and obnoxious to try and fight the fact that um, I'm shy and scared. Yeah, right. Are you? Is, are you like that? Are you scared of the world? Not anymore. No. No, but that's been like that's been the last two years of getting like on top of it. Like, I'm not scared anymore. Yeah. Really. I don't I don't fucking care what anyone thinks anymore. But I used to be. I used to be scared of everything. Like, I just used to stay indoors a lot of the time and, and smoke marijuana and drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that had anything to do you think that do you think the kind the the marijuana might have had anything to do with any kind of Oh I am Totally convinced I was just self-medicating. It was like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. like with booze as well. Like I drank every day for 10 years and I, I was just totally just hiding from my feelings. It's like, yeah. I'm pissed. And I, I used to do mental things like just get drunk at home and then just dress up like a, a mariachi or something just for my own <laughs> sake. Like, just, That's all right doing that. That's great. Just for like no real reason. Just, um, yeah. Why have, you, why have you got a mariachi outfit? <laughs> oh, no, no. It was just, it was shit like, like my dad had. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. My dad had like, uh, like not a mariachi. Well, I don't know. I think it was like a, um, a, um, you know, like a normal kind of chilby, but I've got black tape and gave myself a moustache. Not unlike what I've got now. <laughs> it's a good tash. Yeah, yours is, yours is a bit special as well. <laughs> but it, it's really prominent, isn't it? From it's the going, crime. <laughs> That's because I shaved it all off. We did a thing where we dressed up as uh, Tiger King. So I shaved off all my uh, beard and then had that. And then, yeah. That's something else. When I was growing up, Having a beard, but old men had beards. Old men had moustaches. It was all, and now there's us walking around with all this. Ah oh, man, you know, like when we were growing up, um, like 
I, I would always shave that bit. I didn't want to have like one of those horrible mm. moustaches, like those Mickey oh, yeah, yeah. moustaches. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, I work with teenagers and they've all got them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I just want to take the piss. <laughs> I really, really want to, but I can't be like, you know, well, they'll probably kill me. I work with scary kids, but uh, yeah, they'll probably kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're nearly done, mate. I've enjoyed this. It's been uh, great. Yeah, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it loads. I really yeah. have. Yeah. So about, so about our brief intermission. Uh, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, good. So what have you learned from doing this in a year? I think I have changed virtually completely in the year. Mm. Yeah. Like, I... I, I almost don't identify as being depressed, which I like. I got um, I was diagnosed with like clinical depression when I was uh, eleven, right? Um, but I started having mental health problems when I was nine-ish, and I've been in and out of therapy and all kinds of things all through my life, and I, it, and it was always just this thing. Well, I'm a, I'm a depressive, and like now I'm like no, I'm not. I don't think no. I am anymore. I think I have bad days, but I don't, like, not all the time. Yeah, you don't let it define who you are. Yeah, 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 very much. And it's like, well, I know I'll decide who I am. Like, I won't let my brain decide. But I guess, like, since we started doing it, um, I've just done so much work on myself over the last couple of years. And, like, half of it's been whilst doing the podcast. Yeah, same. And then you, don't you find, like, you find there's... A lot of people say the same kind of things. Mm, yeah. But there's such similarities between the people you talk to. And like and that makes me think, No, I'm I'm not gonna have it. I'm not mm. having it. I'm not <laughs> having it for me anymore. You know, like, I've yeah. fucking had enough. I've had enough now. And then I see it in other people and I'm like, that's not me anymore. No. And then you start then after a while it's just not. Yeah, you know, it stops actually being you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I was, trying, I was discussing this this morning, like therapy. It's like because it's just going. Like, I don't think you need to do it anymore. And I'm like, well, that's a bit scary because I've been doing that for two years. And I'm like, that's a bit scary. But then it becomes like, a part of part of your life, isn't it? It's yeah. your. It's that yeah. You get comfortable with it, yeah. And it's like, oh, you can cope until I could cope with anything until Monday. But now I'm like, like with, with Brad leaving, that yeah. really shook me. And then my nan got ill and with all the virus and shit going on, it was really scary. And I was like, everything's falling apart. And there you go. <laughs> A year ago though, or maybe two years ago, I would have hit the booze. Yeah. Uh, I'd have gone in sick for work. I'd have hit the booze. And I'd have slept all day and I'd have been a shit dad, a shit fucking husband and a shit everything. Mm. And like this time, I was like, no, man, no, I'm not having yeah. it. I'm, it's not going <laughs> to fucking happen. I'm going to learn how to do it and I'm going to get on with it because it's important to me. And then, yeah. And I've never really done that before. Everything used to hit me so hard that everything would take me down. And yeah, it's, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't now. So it's a nice place to be, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, now, and now you've taken away 
because you don't like you say you don't need the counsel anymore and so because that's what happens you start going oh well i'll just i won't deal with that now i'll deal with that in counseling on mm. when i have my therapy so you start you start putting you start building up that instead of dealing with it you start putting it on that specific day didn't you and yeah you know and that's that's it's good that you've been able to come away and go oh, oh, no i don't i'll do this it's like you let go of the handrail of the you know yeah. like when you're ice skating you go right i'm gonna go around on my own i'll see how i get on you know it's it's a good place to be. Well done, man. Well it's done. really natural, though. It's like just happened, like just naturally. I didn't even think about it until she said, and then it was like, oh, yeah. Mm. And my wife's like, you're just a different person nowadays. Lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, that's good. it. See, that's, and that's, that's, that's how we can make changes, like you said earlier, is taking care of your little bit. You can't yeah. change, you can't change what's going on in Yemen and Syria and that, but you can change your little bit. And then hopefully that'll that'll leak into someone else's little bit, and they'll take care of that. And then all of a sudden, all these little nice bits start linking up. Yeah. And now we have a nice little world around us, you know. And that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not easy. Like this hasn't no. been an easy journey for me, but like I just got determined. I just fucking had enough of having feeling like shit all the time. Yeah. So that's it, isn't it? Yeah, you just you just get. I'm like, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm fucking fed up with thinking about negative shit. Yeah. What are you doing? Come on, man, do something you want to do. Do something else. like I admire the fact that you can play the guitar. I've had a guitar for nearly twenty years. I can't play a fucking note. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got sausage fingers. <laughs> See, I, I just made. I make it all up as I go along, but I managed to be able to make up something that goes with stuff other people play. I don't really know what I'm doing. Brilliant. That's brilliant. But, uh, yeah, and I think like there was a time when I was really miserable and I'd start playing the guitar because it took me away. Yeah. And so that's why I got into it. Really. Plus, I wanted to be a rock star. Have you spoken to Stuart about like when we used to do bands and that? I've. T- were you in bands with him? Yeah. Ah, because I know well, he was in a band, yeah. Like, towards the end, but then we, we did our proper band, Lila, and we like, went on tour and that. Yeah, that's, are you in that as well? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, right. Out, uh, intrinsically linked. Uh, ah. We were a right pair of helmets. We didn't <laughs> have to laugh, though. We had to laugh all the time. Um, yeah. Except when the stress gets on, he becomes very grumpy. Is he? I've never, I haven't, I've not spent enough time with him yet. Oh, uh, we, I've oh, only, he can be grumpy, mate. He can be grumpy. I've only ever seen lovely Stu. Yeah, oh, he's lovely as well. <laughs> but this has been great, man. I've really Yeah, yeah, I've loved it, Rich. It's so cool. Oh, I've been like, I've known him for years. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? We have a proper yeah. chinwag, finally. All right, mate. Well, right, I'll mate. let you go. Thank you ever so much. Thank you so nice much. Nice one. Nick, yeah, it's been it a is, pleasure, mate. man. Stay in touch. One day. Yeah, 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 stay in touch, man. This is an hour of manliness. This is an hour of manliness. This is an hour of manliness. This is an hour of manliness.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.